0: Welcome Welcome to the the ANA Podcast Sports Talk Talk with your hosts, Anthony Anthony Cortez, Cortez, Alex Ashley, and and Kevin Rowe. Yay, sports. What's up and welcome back. It's the ANA Sports Show. This is Anthony Cortez, and I'm joined alongside my two good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Alexander Ashley. What is up, everybody? And Mr. Kevin Rowe.
1: What is going on?
0: You're welcome. Appreciate you, Kev. Showing up, man. Thank you.
1: Always
0: happy to be here. Uh, we're gonna do Alex's favorite subject: NFL three words. We're gonna go through the AFC East. But before we do that, we're gonna talk about our friends real quick at Baseballism. They're an all baseball-related apparel company for baseball people. If you're a baseball fan, you should be wearing Baseballism. It's that simple. It's America's brand, the official off the field brand for baseball. Visit them at baseballism.com, and while you're there, use our code AA Sports for first time shoppers. It's A A S P O R T S you get free shipping on the of a hundred dollars or more. So go spend a lot with them. And yeah, um, masters still available. King Griffey junior collection is still available as well. Uh, filter dreams collections are still available, which speaking of the filter dreams, uh, the filter dreams, uh, uh, playing, or not playing field, but the new field out there for the Yankees and White Sox game, which I believe is like, it's coming up, isn't it? It's, it's like, is it this week? August something. It's coming up anyways. Um, but, uh, Filter Dream Store is out there. Um, uh, Babe Ruth collection is still available. Major League, the movie uh, uh, as well. Sweats, cap, shorts, all kinds of accessories, all great material and really fast shipping as well. Um, Just continue to keep supporting your local and small businesses out there, whoever they may be. Baseball is included. They support us, so go support them. Thank you very much. All right. AFC East time. The Bills. The AFC. Well, I'll let Alex take this over because this is his topic. So go ahead, man. (laughs)
2: I don't know about it. I just you know i really enjoy talking about football but anyway so as we were kind of continuing on in our in our segment here where we kind of go through each team um in both conferences uh we are now going on to the afc east which has the buffalo bills the miami dolphins the once great new england patriots uh and then the jets 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 uh, i figure we can go top to bottom so we'll start with the bills move on to miami then go to New England and go to the Jets after that. Uh, And then, of course, next week we will get into the AFC West with the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the ever-exciting, well, now ever-exciting Chargers. So in looking at the Bills, um, my three words uh, (laughs) are going to be the Austin Bills, question mark? so i don't know if you guys have heard this already or not um but much as san antonio was the uh threatening chip that the a's used uh, or that the raiders used in football to get what they want from their stadium uh buffalo is now using austin as its chip to get a new stadium uh out of Buffalo, and I think that speaks a little bit to where they are as a team and how far they've come as a team, that they can actually kind of force the hand of the city, and it's a little more prominent than some other teams. So, you know, I I think the Raiders always wanted to leave. I don't think they wanted to be in Oakland. I think they wanted to leave no matter what. I do not believe Buffalo necessarily wants to leave, but because of how well they've been doing, because they have a potential, NFL MVP at the quarterback position. Because they have these big names, Stefan Diggs, uh, because they have some of the premier young coaches in the league, Buffalo's hands are kind of tied. They are showing that they know where they are as an organization and know where they want to go. And honestly, good for them. They are a good team now. Forever Buffalo is kind of okay. They're no longer in the winning quarterback Tyrod Taylor days, but now in the NFL MVP quarterback days. You know what I mean? You look at the depth chart, and I feel like they're getting better all the time. Now there is a little bit of controversy with their wide receiver core. Cole Beasley may or may not be there, uh, but you do have Stefan Diggs, um, who I think is going to be huge. They do have a couple of pretty good tight ends, and the running back situation seemed to be really kind of where they were – Lacking, I guess? I don't want to say that it was not, like, undoable. But anyway, so having Devin Singletary, having Zach Moss, they did pick up Matt Breida. Um, and, of course, Emmanuel Sanders came in in the offseason as well. So dig Sanders and Cole Beasley. I mean, that's that's a good-looking lineup. Um, all heralded by Josh Allen at the quarterback position. Um, they have a solid defense. They have a, you know, premier cornerback in, in Darius White. Uh, of course, Ed Oliver at the defensive tackle position, like this is a good this is a good team. This is a very good team. and I don't see any way that they don't finish first in their division. Um, but yeah, I, I think again, the the Austin Bills has a nice ring to it. It has a nice ring to it. Dude, I didn't hear that I didn't
0: hear anything about this at all, man. That's interesting. They're using Austin as leverage. Uh huh. Really? Yeah. Very. Wow. That's very interesting. Very great. Very interesting.
2: What do you got? The Buffalo bills. I went
0: that. with, I went with, did you improve? Cause I mean, you mentioned, you alluded it to, you alluded it to a little bit. They're a good team. This is a good football team. I mean, it's obvious because they're, you know, they've made the playoffs, uh, last couple of years. Um, we're in the yeah. AFC championship game last year, but like, and you mentioned it. I just don't feel like they really address their biggest need. And to me, that's the running back position. I mean, like, yes, they, you know, they have uh, Singletary and, you know, um, uh, Moss to kind of split the load. I just,
2: for me, brother, I think,
1: Matt Breida. Mm-hmm.
2: still, though, I just. And you also got to think Josh Allen is a good running quarterback. He is.
0: I just think he needs help, man. I don't think it should be on his legs. Um but, yeah, I'm just going to go with did you improve because, like you said, good football team. They're going to make the playoffs again. Uh, but did you did you do enough this offseason to get over that hump get to, to make it to the Super Bowl? And that's my biggest question. Kev?
1: Who's the receiver? Outside of Stefan Diggs, who you got? You lost John Brown. Now, John Brown was obviously injured a lot last year but they had Cole Beasley to kind of pick up the slack. Well, given his outspoken nature against the vaccine, it's looking more and more like he might not even get to play this year. So who's the receiver that's going to be on the other side with Diggs? Manuel Sanders might be doing it, but he's kind of been a career slot guy, you know? Um, Duke Williams, Brendan Powell, Isaiah McKenzie. Nobody really jumps off the the depth chart for me in wide receiver. So who's going to step up? Who's going to be that big man to be number two? Because otherwise, it's this is going to have to be won by running the ball. I don't see it with the running backs. Singletary can be good, but he's injury prone. Zach Moss is okay. Mac Breda has been kind of a consistent backup. Who uh, consistent? very good backup where he could be a starter on some teams, but not playoff caliber teams.
2: Well, I will say too, don't forget about Knox at the tight end. If you have Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, and Knox, who is a little bit of a two-way tight end, like some teams get away with two receivers and a good tight end. You know what I mean? I agree with you. They don't really have that like super good number two. Essentially, Emmanuel Sanders – Will be the slot if Cole Beasley doesn't end up staying there or end up being in the lead. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I agree with
1: that point. But Knox is don't you know? I, no, I, Knox I, is good, but he's no like George Kittle or well, no, Travis only, Kelsey. You know, like he's he's, he's more of tra- he's more the traditional blocking tight end. Like yeah, he does provide more offense than some of the. Tight ends out there, but he's not anywhere near that top tier. Sure. And I'm not saying you well, like I said, there's only three
2: top tier tight ends. And then everybody else is just kind of okay. You know what I mean? What do you got for the dolphins, Alex? Um, let me run over them real quick. I was looking at Knox's stats. <laughs> uh okay, so Dolphins. Um who are you?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So the interesting thing about the Miami Dolphins um, is that they're a pretty good team. And I don't think anybody's questioning that. You know, I think their record may not necessarily indicate all things about them. You know, that 10 and 6, 11 and 5, 9 and whatever, 9 and 7. Um, But my biggest issue with them is I don't feel like they have truly – and identity. And I think that that very well may be kind of their downfall, right? Because it's, it's very obviously not the quarterback, right? The team, like the players themselves don't even all agree that, excuse me, uh, Tua is the guy, right? Um, Miles Gaskin is often injured or not utilized very well on their offense. So, you know, he'll be great one week and then trash the next week and, it was kind of hit or miss they have some pretty good wide receivers you know Devontae Parker has been good um, Will Fuller is going to be suspended for the time being so we'll even see what happens with him and then Jalen Waddle will be interesting that whole Tua Waddle Alabama connection we'll see if they can do that and then they have Mike Gesicki, who would be you know in that right above average but below good you know category who Again, may even be more offensive than not, but he's going to be out for a while. Their defense is pretty good, but even then, it's like not great. It's not good enough to to beat out a lot of these teams. So I'm not sure who exactly Miami is because you look at teams who have a really good defense, and that's what you know them for. Nobody's looking at Miami and going like, it's the defense for me. They're going to Miami like, oh, yeah, looks well, pretty good. Some teams are quarterback-based, like the Chiefs. And you look at Patrick Mahomes, like, oh, it's the quarterback that does it for me. And everybody's looking at Tua like, eh, well, maybe. Some people are like, oh, they have the best wide receivers in the league, also ironically, the Chiefs. Or Tyreek Hill. And all, and everybody's like, well, I mean, one of them's suspended. One of them's a rookie, and he may be cool because he, you know, went to Alabama with the quarterback. But I don't feel like, you know, and, and they even have the head coach who kind of mirrors to some degree the, the Patriot organization down in miami we like oh well they're gonna do defense and even then it's like well nobody's looking at miami going like it's the defense so i, I feel like it's my a solid defense dude i don't know why you're knocking their defense so bad i'm not knocking their defense i'm just saying nobody's going like oh in miami it's the defense for me people are going miami oh well they're a pretty good defense but when you have to play the jets twice who cares when you're one-and-one one against the Patriots who have exactly who is offensive weapons, it's not exactly like you're winning a lot of awards there either, and they still can't even beat them twice. Like It's it's okay, and it maybe is above average, but it's no better than the other half of the league. Are they not on board with Tua? No, a lot of players are not on board with Tua. I think the coaching staff wants them to be on board, and that's why he's still there, and that's why they're like pushing it. but. There were reports last season. There's reports from players, um, even this season, that are like, well, or not this season, but in training camps and, like, OTAs and some other times I've heard from um, multiple outlets or multiple networks, there's not a consensus on that he is the guy. Wow. So, I don't know. I feel like Miami needs to find an identity. Sell out if you want to be a defensive team. Don't make your number one cornerback have to demand a trade because you don't want to treat him right. If you want to be defense, be a defense. Don't let him walk away. If you want to be the offense, get the quarterback right. Get the quarterback right. Get the offensive line right. If you want to be offense, do it. If you want to be because of the head coach, then do it. If you want – whatever it is you want to be, do it. (laughs) I
0: wouldn't think they would need to find an identity as much as the as much as the Texans. If anybody, if any team in this league needs to find an identity, either this season or the next season or when, in the near future, it's the Texans. Um, so am kind of yeah, surprised. The Patriots. <laughs> I'm kind of, but I'm kind of surprised you went that way with the Dolphins. I mean, I just went with can you win? Because I mean, to me, it's either the Dolphins or the Bills that take this division. Um, the Bills would kind of be the. The the heavier favorite in my opinion, but I mean, if you're the Dolphins, can you win the division? Can you take this division because the Jets and the Jets and Pats aren't are, are the Jets and Pat, Pats aren't doing it. So can you upright and steal this division from the Bills? I mean, because I mean it would be still in the division for the Bills. So can you, I mean can you do it? I mean, I wasn't aware of the two issues. I mean, not that they're issues, just you know, I guess you would need to prove himself. Um, but yeah, can you win the division, Cap? What do you think?
1: Mine would have been pay the man. Alex brought up about uh, the Xavier Howard, how he's demanding a trade. Pay the man. He deserves it. He was the best cornerback in the league last year, or at least had the most interceptions, if I'm not mistaken. He deserves to get paid, but he's not even the highest-paid cornerback on his his team. That belongs to Byron Jones. Pay the man. The guy deserves it. But if they were to trade them, i tell you what, the Dolphins, if there was any position of strength on their roster, it would be on cornerback. Because you look at their roster for corners, you have Eric Groh, you have Jason McCourty, Byron Jones, Xavier Howard. I mean, they can afford to lose Xavier Howard, but it would really hurt just because of how well he plays for the Dolphins. So in my opinion, pay the man. You can move Eric Rowe to safety. He's played safety before when he was with the Patriots. Um, and then you got three top corners, Jason Corney, Byron Jones, and Xavier Howard. Yeah, I'd take that in a heartbeat.
0: Moving on to the Pats. Um, I don't mind going first here to give Alex a break, but I just went with how long till all, all of mine are question marks, by the way or question or questions essentially, but I went with how long till, because I mean, I could be reading the Cam Newton thing wrong uh, with them bringing in Mac Jones, but how long till Mac Jones is your starter is mine. Um, like I said, I, I don't think, I mean, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't think they'll win the division. They, yes. Bill Belichick is one of the best to ever do it, if not the best. Um, but I just, I still don't think you're winning this division. Um, but just, I'm wondering how long till Mac Jones is your starting quarterback, Kev? What do you think?
1: Bring on Mac! Why not start the start the kid, man? I mean, you still got a decent line. You still got a decent roster around you. It's a you lost some pieces to the. I mean, just people leaving. Obviously, Tom Brady for one. You don't need to rebuild everything. Just start with the kid, let him learn the system, and move forward. You had the experiment with Cam Newton last year, and didn't work out for you. Have him as your backup. That's a good backup any day of the week. Start the kid.
0: That goes against Alex's rule, but I'm curious to see what he has. I'm curious. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it does. Uh, so my three is a uh, – come on, Bill. Come on, Bill. I think the biggest story here is not Cam Newton. It's not Mac Jones. It's not who's going to be the the wide receiver or the fact that they picked up two good tight ends. It's not you know now that they're going to have Van Noy back or all these other guys back. Or excuse me, Van with, but they're not going to have all these other guys back that they didn't have last year from opt opt outs. It's it's about Bill. I think it's been about Bill since Brady left. Um, now that he has to this point we assume is quarterback of the future now that he has healthy guys coming back now that he has well rested guys coming back now that he has some more tight ends and Nelson Aguilar now that he has uh, you know uh, the defense will be a little more well rounded because uh, you'll have some opt outs who are coming back Gilmore, Hightower I think Van Noy was gone and came back I think he was doing Miami last year and is coming back this year Bill, for the sake of Bill, needs to have success. Because right now, what we're seeing is that this is a completely, up to this point, player... Let me phrase that. There's that whole controversy that was it Bill or was it Brady? And right now, Brady is winning that battle by a lot. I think it's kind of easy for Brady to win that because when you go to a team that had as many good pieces around them... It was just missing a quarterback. When you can be selective, you can win. And it's hard to get as many overall pieces on a team when you're the coach because you can only do so much. So it's time for him to show that it wasn't just all Brady, that he did have a hand in all of those victories and all the preparation and all the info and the schemes and everything that he did, that he was a part of all of it. And when he went six and whatever, six and ten, a lot of questions started rolling in. Is he who we thought he was? Is he the same coach? Is he this? Is he that? You looked at his record when he was with the Browns, terrible. You looked at his records with the Patriots before Brady, terrible. You look at his records with Brady, great. And then afterwards, so far, terrible. If Bill is who we think Bill is, if Bill is who a lot of people want Bill to be, Because it was just three years ago that we're all touting him as the greatest offensive or the greatest coaching mind since Jesus or whoever, I don't know. And then he did that. He needs to prove to the world, and not even necessarily to himself, but to the world, that he is the level of coach that we all thought he is. So whether it's starting Cam Newton or starting mac and cheese, whether it's, you know... (laughs) And now that will be successful because they have all their players back, or maybe it's because they have two good tight ends. It does not matter. Bill needs to have success, plain and simple. Robert Kraft doesn't love him as nearly as much as he loved Tom Brady. I don't think he's nearly as safe. Do you think it hurts his legacy uh, like enough if
0: yes, you know, if yes. he has a couple of bad yes. seasons here? Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> He was bad before Brady. He was bad with the Browns. He was bad with the Pats. He gets Brady. They do great. Brady leaves. Brady does great. Bill does not. That looks bad on Bill. Bill needs to have success to garner some of that, those legacy points back. What do you consider success? Making playoffs? Probably. Yeah. Yeah or at least winning, at least putting his team back in a trajectory of, of prominence, getting to the playoffs would be huge.
1: All right.
0: Moving on to the jets, jets, jets. Uh, I'm going to go with Wilson. We trust because um, the saying is in anything we trust in Jesus, we trust and you know, whatever in Wilson, we trust because in this ever revolving door, that is the jets QB scenario. Zach Wilson is next up to the plate and we'll find out if he is the man to save New Jersey. I don't think he is, but you know, that's, what do I know? I, I'm just a guy here on a podcast anyways. Um, but yeah, Wilson, we trust, will he be the guy we're going to find out? Um, there's not much else to say on the subject for me, Alex.
2: Uh, can things change? because there's, there's that saying, that kind of old adage, that things never change, things don't change. I mean, uh, and in sports, to some degree, even if you have varying degrees of wins in a season, I feel like you see that some things just don't change. You know what I mean? Um, Tom Brady will always be a winning quarterback. Andy Reid will always be a smart coach and an offensive-binding coach. Some things don't change. So what we're going to see is can this first year head coach make changes can zach wilson be the change at quarterback that we need to see can they change the office and their their mindset on who to spend money on and how much money to spend on them and can we get these pieces and can basically the jets do all the things that the jets haven't been doing for the past like decade and change all that Can things change? So Zach Wilson got drafted. He's exciting. He's young. He was good for one whole season at BYU playing Colorado state. Good on you champ. I don't think that's going to go very well. I don't think we're going to see things change there. Um, They did pick up Corey Davis, which I thought was good. Jamison Crowder is good, but that hasn't changed either because the jets have always had one to two pretty good receivers. That's not, you know, they had Robbie Anderson for a while who was a good receiver they just didn't have a quarterback who had enough time to throw the ball to him. Um, they still don't really have a good tight end. They have Chris Henderson and that's not really going to help a whole lot. Now, the thing that might change is the offensive line maybe got a little bit better when they drafted Barrett Tucker. Um, then lastly, the defense. I don't think the defense changed at all. They got rid of Jamal Adams for some fucking reason and just haven't been able to get any better on the defensive side of the ball. He was literally the only bright spot, quite literally uh, a lighthouse in the stormiest, most terrible fucking defense in the league. And he was the one good piece. He was the bright light. And they're like, you know what? He's too good. Get him out of here. Because that's just how the Jets operate, I'm pretty sure. Oh, do you have talent? Get the fuck out. I don't understand. Um, so we will really, truly see if things can change, although I am just not convinced. I like Robert Salva. I really do. I am not convinced things will change. Even if they have four or five wins this year, good for you. Now you're in last place by only three games. I don't think anything changes.
1: I don't think it's going to change in the first year. I, I like Robert Sala, too. I think give him a chance. It's not going to happen year one. Not with the Jets roster.
2: It's not going to happen year 10, either.
1: <laughs> give him a chance. It is a Jets, though, but yeah, give him a chance <laughs> until Are you those... can prove to me
2: otherwise that change is possible.
1: Nah,
2: because nah. it Jets, wasn't man. even Gase was the Gase was an issue, but it wasn't even necessarily him. It was also the owner of the GM. Fucking Gase put the GM in there. You know what I mean? Like Gase was garbage, though. Oh, everybody's garbage in that
1: organization,
2: and now he's gonna have to make some weird. He's going to have to answer
1: some – I don't know. I don't know. Well, Uh, Ryan wasn't too bad until he was. There was Jamal Adams, and then they said, get out. You played too well. No, I'm saying (laughs) coach-wise. I'm saying coach-wise. Oh,
2: God. You know? Yeah. Having one win against the Cowboys isn't exactly a successful season, so. Some may think it is. Some may that consider was, that.
1: Again, that was Gase. I'm, I'm saying Ryan had some success making two AFC championship games. How long ago was that? A uh, decade. And that's not when they had Brett Favre, right? No, that was Matt Sanchez.
0: That's right. Butt fumble. Dude, it's uh-huh. been that long since Matt Sanchez has been out of the league?
1: Thank God. No, he's been in the league since then, but that's the most prominent that people remembered him.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: He was a Kev, backup, did you get, I think, in San Francisco for a little bit.
0: He was also a backup at in Dallas, wasn't he? Or... Yeah, he was, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, I think he was yeah. third string.
0: Yeah. Kev, I'm sorry. Did you get to do the Pats? I can't. I honestly can't remember if I skipped you.
1: Yes, oh. I think he did
0: Pats. Okay, awesome.
2: Yeah, he was a start the kid. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, Thank you.
1: Sad that I can't remember my own three words. <laughs> Uh, For the Jets, though, uh, the rookie connection. You look for, obviously, Zach Wilson's going to be your starter. But look for Elijah Moore to make an impact in the wide receiving game. Yeah, you still got Jameson Crowder and you got uh, Corey Davis now. But watch for Elijah Moore to really step up and make some key plays for the Jets this year. I think the Jets are actually going to have a decent offense if Zach Wilson pans out and can acclimate to the pro game quickly. He hasn't shown that he can yet. I don't know if he will yet. But if he does, watch for this offense to actually do well. Their defense is what concerns me. Like Alex was saying, there is really nobody on the defensive side that can stand out and take control of the game. They are going to be an awfully bad defensive team and the offense not going to be experienced enough to be able to keep up. It's going to be good, but it's not going to be good enough to score 40 points a game, which was what your defense is going to give up.
0: Um, I'm not sure if y'all have seen this news or if it's breaking news at all, but this is not in the AFC uh, East, but this is um, still in the AFC. Carson Wentz to have left foot surgery is going to be out five to 12 weeks. So Mm -hmm. there you
2: go. Apparently there's a lot of talk that Nick Bowles may be traded over there. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. So much so that he had to make a statement saying, I'm a bear as of this moment saying like, stop talking about it. I'm still a bear right now. Until I leave, this is who I am. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, We're going to finish. Until they make me not the starter anymore and put in Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> We're no, going to finish up. Andy
2: Dalton. Andy Dalton is the quarterback. He's going to oh, be. one. that's Q1. right.
1: Where is Foles? Is he, he's in Chicago, right?
2: I think so. But he's going to be QB3.
1: That's crazy.
0: We're going to finish up the AFC with the West next week. Um, but I'm pretty excited oh. to get into
1: Go ahead, I want go ahead, to say go one more thing on the Carson Wentz thing. Good. The Eagles are crying <laughs> because if Carson Wentz led, like I think, won the majority of the games and led the team to the playoffs, that conditional second round pick that they were given for Wentz became a first. Now, if he's going to be injured for a significant amount of time, he may they may not get that first round pick. Ah, bitches! I'm laughing about it too.
0: <laughs> Poor guy, man. He just can't stay on the field. No. Man. Anyways, we're gonna get out of part two. We're gonna talk some uh, NIL and college football. There's some big shakeup in the in the Big 12 and in the SEC that Alex is very, very excited to talk about. So we're gonna get to that in part three. But with that, uh, continue to be good to yourself and be good to each other out there. Don't drink that, don't drink and drive, don't text and drive. With that, we'll say later.
1: Peace. See ya.